Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are studying the life of Jesus, and the, in the last session, we began with the parables. We're going to finish uh, the parables up that uh, Matthew recorded in the 13th chapter. Now, I want to remind you that uh, Matthew 13 is part of the day of the Lord Jesus that Matthew recorded, which began probably at sunrise, and now uh, the, the day is beginning to wane, and Jesus is still teaching. Wow. I tell you, our Lord and Savior gave every ounce that he had uh, for you and me. Why? Because the Father's love demanded it. God loves you. You within the sound of my voice, I want you to understand this, that God loves you. And he sent Jesus to this earth. And Jesus became that ransom price to redeem you from sin, sickness, disease, poverty, and spiritual death. Oh, how the Father loves you and me. Praise God. Amen. And so we're going to be looking in these parables today about the wonderful kingdom of God. That thing that is invisible, that thing that is hid, that thing that needs to be sought for, but when it is found, oh my, 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 this is the kingdom of God that's going to take over this entire earth. Praise God. And I know that is exciting. Praise the Lord. So let's go ahead and pray and we'll get right into the study of the rest of these parables that are found in Matthew chapter 13. Well, Heavenly Father, we have come to this wonderful, wonderful time uh, in our study where we get to look at the very things that Jesus taught to his disciples and the very things that he is teaching us today. So we rely and depend upon the Holy Spirit to bring the truth, Lord, accuracy, revelation, Father, open up our eyes of our heart to receive uh, these things, Lord. So well, we give you all the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, last session, we talked about the sower and the seed. And of course, Jesus said that this is the greatest of all parables. If we don't understand that parable, we'll not understand any of the parables that the Lord Jesus taught. So uh, we may be going back and forth a little bit concerning these parables, but we want to understand that uh, it is seed cast into the earth that produces a harvest. And so I want to ask you today, what kind of seed are you planting in your life? Uh, I tell you what, I hope it's good seed. Amen. If it is, get ready for a harvest. It's coming. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, well, let's go ahead and we'll start with Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 24. This is the parable of the wheat and the tares. Now, he presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares also among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprang up and bore grain, then the tares became evident also. And the slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? 
And he said to them, An enemy has done this. And the slave said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you are gathering up the tares, you may root up the wheat with them. Allow both to grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather up the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them up, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now, this parable here, Jesus explains to his disciples. And so we're going to read verses uh, 36 through 43 and listen to what the Lord Jesus says now. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came unto him saying, declare unto us the parable of the terrors of the field. So they didn't exactly understand what Jesus said, but now they're going to have explained to them by the Lord what this parable means. And Jesus answered and said to them, he that sowed the good seed is the son of man. That's the Lord Jesus himself. He came, amen, he is the seed cast into the earth uh, that is going to produce a harvest. Praise God. That is so exciting. Amen. I love harvest time. I love reaping time. Amen. We sow and we sow and we sow and we don't see anything happening. And then all of a sudden, here comes the harvest. Oh, what an exciting time. No wonder uh, in agricultural societies, they have a big festival during the harvest. It's a great time of joy and rejoicing. Praise the Lord. And uh, verse 37 again, and he answered and said to them, he that sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. Let me read verse 41 again. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. Now, we need to understand verse 41. When Jesus is talking here in, in this, in this one particular verse here about gather out of his kingdom, he's talking about the kingdom of this earth. Amen. There's no wicked person. There's no person of iniquity in the kingdom of God. Only born-again people are in the kingdom of God. What he's talking about was when Jesus returns and takes possession of this earth, everything that offends, everything that does iniquity is going to be gathered up and it's going to be cast out of this kingdom. Amen. Praise God. Now, believer, let me tell you something. We are headed to glory. And I like what Isaiah prophesied. Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Praise God. Think about the millennial reign of Christ, a thousand year reign of Christ where Satan is shut up in prison. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. The Antichrist has been defeated along with a false prophet. They've been thrown alive into the lake of fire. Amen. Glory to God. And we are going to help Jesus rule and reign upon this earth. A thousand years of peace, a thousand years of prosperity. 
the curse being renewed, God healing the nation's glory to God. You and I are going to be a part of that. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so glad I'm in the kingdom, aren't you? Praise the Lord. And then Jesus goes on, verse 41 again, The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. And then he says this, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. It will be a time of great joy and rejoicing, but it would also be a time of great dread. Think about all things that offend. All of them that do iniquity will be cast into the furnace of fire. This is why the gospel is so important. And I know the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ now is meeting great resistance. But folks, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And when people tell us to shut up, we need to shout it from the housetops. It's, this is the true token of love that we will preach the truth to people so that they can understand. Many will turn away. Going back to this parable of the sower and the seed, there's only one out of the four different types of soil that was good enough to receive the word of God and produce the harvest. Oh, friends, I'm telling you, uh, we we are and should have and be a part of this great mission, this co-mission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's what's going to help people. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Now we're going to go to the next parable. This is the parable of the mustard seed. This is found in Matthew 13, verses 31 and 32. He presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And though it is smaller than all other seeds, but when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Think about that. Think about the kingdom of heaven. Think about the day of Pentecost. Amen. That rushing mighty wind filled the house and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. And that wonderful sermon that Peter preached whereby 3000 souls came to Christ. Amen. All in the matter of about an hour or so. But let's remember this, that that was the Passover feast and the feast of unleavened, de uh, unleavened bread that took place uh, uh, at, at that time. Amen. Now, I'm sorry, not the Passover feast, the Pentecost, feast of Pentecost that took place uh, during that time where God poured out the Holy Spirit. And so that was a major feast. And Jerusalem was swelled with people, upwards of a million or so. But yet 3,000 were saved. That's the seed. That's the seed that was sown into this world. And that's the seed that has grown to this great tree. And now we find Christians in every, every continent in this world. Millions and millions and millions and billions of them. And I know many of them are Christians in name only, but the, 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 that doesn't disturb the truth. The kingdom of God is going to eventually take over this entire globe. And God is working on that right now through his church now, through the Holy Spirit that's in the church. Praise God. So the church 
is grown into a huge tree. Amen. And it all begins with a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell you, God is not after numbers. He's after hearts. He's after hearts. Praise God. He's after people who he opens to receive the engrafted word, which is able to save their souls. Praise God. And on a personal note, this actually works in our lives personally. We take the seed of the word of God and we plant the seed in our heart and we water that seed and water that seed. And eventually that seed produces a harvest. God wants your life prosperous. He wants my life prosperous. He wants to be healed and well and set free. Praise God. Amen. And it all begins with the seed. Amen. All right. Now, the next parable is called the parable of the seed growing in itself. This is found in Mark chapter four, verses 26 through 29. And he said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up. He knows not how for the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear. After that, the full corn in the ear. Oh, we could say it this way. First, the stalk, then the head. After that, the full kernel in the head. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest is come. And see, that once again is a description of the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, who casts the seed into the ground? Well, that speaks to us of the Lord Jesus Christ and his death on the cross and how he was laid in the tomb. Praise God. But he came forth. And then and then 40 days later, amen, 50 days later on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out and the church was brought forth, praise God. And now that church is located all over the world. Amen. You see, steady growth and prosperity of the believer is depend, uh, dependent upon that seed. That seed grows underneath the ground and produces a root system, which is the foundation of that which is above ground. Amen. It's a strong foundation. The foundation that is built, the foundation of the church that is built, is built upon the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Amen. The prize of the entire structure is found in the Lord Jesus. And I'm telling you today, if you are a born again child of God, the foundation that's been laid in your life is that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And with God's help, you can build a spiritual house that is going to bring glory and praise to God. But you have to learn to abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Make sure that the word of God is primary in your life. Amen. And that you live your life in such a way that any trial or circumstance, any situation that comes your way, the very first thing that you think of is what does God's word have to say about that? Praise God. And if you can find the answer in the word of God, then you have found your way out. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to grow. He wants you to be healthy and strong. Glory to God. 
and you are in the kingdom. And that's exactly what the kingdom is. It's healthy and strong. Don't believe everything that you hear with the hearing of your ears or that you see with the seeing of your eyes. The kingdom of God is marching on and is getting stronger every day. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Now, in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 33, here's the parable of the woman hiding leaven in her meal. And he spoke another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal. Now, why did Jesus say three measures of meal? Why did he say that? Once again, he spoke a parable to him. To them, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until it was all leavened. Leaven is what causes the flour to rise, the dough to rise. Amen. Notice it gets bigger. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Praise God. The more that the leaven begins to affect the dough, the more the dough rises. Praise God. Now, the kingdom of God is rising. You, brother, you, sister, you're rising. Amen. You may not think you are, but you're rising. There is a time coming, praise God, where the dead in Christ are going to rise and we're going to meet our Lord in the air and we'll ever be with the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the three measures of men. Now, I look at it this way. That's the three part of man. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. And the yeast is that seed or that which God places in your man that causes you to rise. Glory to God. Think about what you were. You were sold out to the devil at one time. Your spirit, you had the nature of the God of this world in you. You were a child of wrath. Your soul was wholly given in to the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and your body was eaten up with lusts. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, has made us alive by grace you're saved, and has raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise God. That's found in Ephesians chapter 2, the verse 10 verses. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. That's who you are. You're the new man. You're not the old man. You've been made a new man, praise God, a new Adam. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's the work that God has done in you. That's the work of the kingdom of God that has taken place in your heart today. And this kingdom, amen, is going to take over the entire earth. And Jesus is going to be at the head of it. And he will come to be glorified in his saints. And he will also be glorified in his enemies when they are made his footstool. Amen. Oh, we are, we are part of something that's great. Amen. And I don't want you to be downcast today. I don't want you to feel like that you're nothing. You are part of something that is great. Jesus needs you. He wants you to be a part of his kingdom today. Amen. All right. Now let's move along. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. This is the parable of the hid treasure. 
Notice what Jesus says. Again, the kingdom of heaven. Notice that again, the kingdom of heaven. So he's talking about the same subject. He's just using another parable as an object lesson. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like an unto treasure hid in a field. The which when a man has found it, he hides it and for joy thereof goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Notice that. Notice that he finds a hid treasure and he goes and for joy sells everything he has to buy that field. Oh, praise God. Amen. Now, do you remember that time that you were born again? Do you remember that time that Jesus came to you? Hallelujah. And you reached out to receive this great treasure that was hid in the field before the gospel was preached. You didn't know anything about the treasure. It was hid from your eyes. But as soon as some faithful preacher began preaching the gospel, God opened your eyes to the truth of the kingdom of God and who this person, the Lord Jesus Christ is. And for joy, you took that praise. God, you sold everything to obtain it. Amen. Why? Because that which was invisible was made visible to you, made apparent to you because of God's love, his grace and his mercy. See, the kingdom is the hid treasure. It's the treasure that was found. Amen. And God enabled you to find it. He opened your eyes to see it. Oh, and what a, what a wonderful, wonderful experience it was. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, Matthew 13, verses 44 and 45, the parable of the pearl of great price. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. Seeking goodly pearls, a commodity of great value. People seeking. If you seek the kingdom, you'll find it. Amen. Isn't that what Jesus said back in the Sermon on the Mount? Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock it shall be opened unto you. For anyone that asks and keeps on asking, it will be given to him. He that seeks and continues to seek, he'll find it. And he that knocks and keeps on knocking, it shall be opened unto him. Amen. Listen, there's too many people in this world that are blinded by the God of this world. They know nothing about the kingdom. Many of them don't want to know anything about the kingdom. And the only way that they're going to get their attention is through the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls who when he found one pearl of great price. Notice the kingdom is the one pearl of great price. There are many goodly pearls in this world, but there is only one pearl of great price. And when he found this one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had to bought it and bought it. Amen. To accept Jesus is to sell out to him, is to give everything up. Amen. Going back to this, uh, the parable of the sower and the seeds. Remember the stony soil? Oh, they'll work for Jesus as long as it doesn't cost them anything. Oh, but trials and, and uh, persecutions and afflictions always arise for the word's sake. And immediately this type of soul is offended. And then the thorny soil, the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches and lusts of, of other things choke out the word. 
and it becomes unfruitful. These are the people that say, oh, yeah, I'll accept Jesus, but I, but I want my cigarettes. I want my drugs. I want my alcohol. I want my sexual immorality. I don't want to have to give up anything. I'll just, you know, just put Jesus in my pocket like a, uh, you know, like a rabbit's foot, you know, but I'm not going to give up anything. Well, friend, I'm telling you, notice this man, this merchant man seeking goodly pearls. There's a lot of goodly pearls in this world. Fame, fortune, riches. Wealth, notoriety, all these are goodly, good, goodly pearls, the kind of pearls that people seek for all the time. But that one pearl of great price, this man found it, and he went and sold everything that he had to buy it. Listen, if you're listening to my voice today on the radio and you're contemplating your life after death, You've got to find that one girdly pearl. You've got that. You've got to find that one pearl of great price. And you know what that pearl is? That pearl is the Lord Jesus. Amen. And if you're willing to sell out to him, he'll give you praise. God, he'll give you a place in his kingdom and you'll live forever throughout eternity in his grace and in his mercy and in his favor. Praise God. Amen. Matthew chapter 13, verses 47 through 50. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into the vessels, but cast the bad away. Remember the parable about the wheat and the tares. And then Jesus goes on in verses 49 and 50, and he says this, so shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever, notice that, sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Now, who is saying this? That's the Lord Jesus, the lovely Jesus. He's speaking truth. He is truth. He is absolute truth. And he is speaking, first of all, to the righteous. Praise God. They are the wheat. Hallelujah. Amen. They are the good. But he's also talking about the evil and the wicked ones. They're the tares. They're the fish that's thrown away. Oh, friends, I'm telling you. We need to take every opportunity that we have, every opportunity that Jesus gives us to talk to the people. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's so very, very important for us to do. Amen. All right, then the last parable. Matthew 13, 51 through 52. And Jesus said to them, have you understood all these things? And they say unto him, yes, Lord. Then said he unto them, therefore, every scribe, we could say it this way. Therefore, every teacher which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is an householder, which brings forth out of his treasure things new and old. New and old. See, Jesus based his ministry in the earth upon the Old Testament, the, the, the prophets and the Psalms. Amen. The law of Moses. But upon that which is old, he brought forth the new revelation of him as the Messiah. Amen. And so to me, this just validates the Old and the New Testaments, the entire 66 books of the Bible. 
that you and I need to look at that, not as that which contains the word of God, but that which is the word of God. And once again, remember that the foundation of the church is built upon the apostles and prophets, the revelation that God has given to the apostles, but also the revelations that God gave to the prophets, both the Old, Old Testament prophets and the New Testament prophets. But we need to understand this. In this building, Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. And these are his sayings. These are his parables. And we need to pay attention to them. Amen. Praise God. And then ending out verses 34 and 35. All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and he did not speak to them without a parable, so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the foundation of the world. Think about that. The kingdom of God hidden from the foundation of the world, and Jesus is making it known. Think about that. Who is the wheat? They are the believers. Who are the tares? They're the unsaved. What is the seed? Seed's the word of God. And the kingdom of God? It's that mustard seed that grow into a large tree. It's the hid treasure. It's the one pearl of great price. You see, you believer, you're part of something that's great. It's growing every day. Amen. You're a part of it. You're a part of something that is so huge it's going to take over this entire globe. Sinners think they have this world in the palm of their hands. I'm telling you. God has got this world in the palm of his hands, and you and I will see it. Praise God. Amen. Father, we bless you in Jesus' name. Now take this word straight into our hearts, Father God, and by faith we receive it in Jesus' name and act upon it today, this very moment. We act upon it. We give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.